You're listening to Front Porch Theology, a podcast of New Heights Church. We laugh, we argue, we carry on. So welcome to our front porch. Have a seat and let's get into it. <coughs> you ready? Give me a second. One, two, Heather's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. All right, ready? I'm ready. What's the name of our podcast again? Welcome it? to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm Heather, your host, and today I have a very special guest with me. Returning special oh, guest. Oh, I'm so sorry. Returning special guest, Jason Cook. My dear beloved husband of almost 14 years. Hello, my beloved wife. How are you today, Jason? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am a little sweaty, but overall, I think I'm good. I'm very honored to be on the podcast with you. Yes. Uh, missing Will. Who? Will. Who's my that? companion and friend oh. uh, and, and book writing and many other ventures. Oh. Well, I miss my friend. Uh, <laughs> my phone, he's referred to as Pastor Jerky. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, yes. Also missing Jeremy, Jeremy yes. of course. Jeremy. <laughs> I, called, I called him Jeremy, not even his real name, Jeremy. Yes. So um, uh, through the summer months, we are going to have several different guests on our podcast. So you are... Um, episode number two as a guest um but this isn't your second time as a guest so jason we are in the month of june yes and we are um going to talk today about a holiday that's special to your heart (laughs) west virginia day west virginia day yes don't say is that now i'm on the podcast to talk about west virginia day no Big Jim will be here next week for that Oh, okay. One. Gotcha. Understood. Um, we've got him scheduled in. He's going to take baby dog through the April Dawn Park sprayer and uh, then come That would back. be profoundly beautiful. <laughs> come back through to record a little. No. Um, we are going to be talking about fatherhood today. and um, Father's Day. Father's Day is usually the third Sunday, I believe, in June. That's how it's fallen this year anyway. <laughs> so um, I want to talk to you um, since you won't agree to do any other topics that I would like to do with you. Um, I wanted to, to do, a, <laughs> I wanted to do a, uh, a podcast with you about fatherhood. Um, I know it's something that you are very passionate about being yes. a dad. Um, I know that it's something that you work really hard at every day and you have um, for the last almost 10 years. Um, you've worked really hard at it and you continue to educate and uh, better yourself in the area when need be. And um, it's a beautiful thing, truly. Um, so I wanted you to kind of give an intro to our listeners who may not know you. Um just like your dad, Andrew, like who you are, who, you know, <laughs> you know. Who am I? <laughs> who you be. <laughs> who you be. <laughs> who I be. You are my baby daddy. Yes, that's correct. Um, so. Also your husband. Oh, you, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you did say that in the beginning, though. 14. Yeah, so I've, uh, I've uh, been a dad. I'm a, on the odd chance that there's somebody listening that's uh, not a part of uh, our church. Uh, I, I said I'm your husband. I uh, am Benjamin's dad. Mm-hmm. He is uh, nine and a half. He's coming up on a half, as he would probably say. Yeah, technically ten, he says. Technic- technically ten. It's his favorite thing um, to say right now, technically. I'm a member here at New Heights, and uh, yeah, just uh, fatherhood and being a dad is just something I've been very passionate about. 
uh, not only in living it and being a dad, but just, uh, um, like you said, educating myself on just what, what a dad means to their kids and, uh, how to be a better dad. And, uh, I view being a dad as a vocation. It's part of my vocation. It's part of my calling and, uh, part of who I'm called to be. And, uh, something I take very seriously and, uh, something I'm very passionate about. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but I do have to talk about it a little bit. Actually, uh, my most recent and yet to be released writing project is a series of poems on uh, fatherhood because I found uh, poetry a good way to, uh, you know, building off uh, some of the things we said last week in the creative, the creativity and the creatives podcast, just found poetry to be a good way to express many of the feelings that I've had about fatherhood and the different seasons of life uh, that were difficult maybe to express in other ways. Uh, so that is, uh, that's kind of just a general uh, overview. Um, you know, I, I love to, uh, to talk with other dads about it and see other dads do their thing. And with Father's Day coming up, you know, uh, just excited to talk about this subject. And uh, also a little bit of pressure on me because it's uh, not uh, hypothetical for you. Uh, you. You see me day in and day out, the good and also the bad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where I succeed and where I fail. So you can verify anything I say. So no pressure. No pressure. Don't remember. Don't don't uh, don't remember. Don't worry. I will botch the details. (laughs) Yes, that's correct. That is correct. Yes. (laughs) So, um, thanks for the intro for us, and we can talk a little bit more about your poetry book um, toward uh, later on in the in this episode. But I wanted to um, get you know, I think I think things have started to change through the years. Um, You know, a mother was usually the one who was contribute contribute contributing mostly to the upbringing of their children um just because dads were away a lot for work and stuff so um, i want to talk to you um and this can be you know personally or or just in general you know what is a how does a father impact a child yeah absolutely so i i want to you know start by saying that some of the things that i'm going to say i'm sure you you could I, I don't mean to say that it's exclusively the father. I'm sure that, uh, you know, if and when you have a Mother's Day podcast preceding Mother's Day, that many of the things uh, that I'm going to say are true of moms as well. You know, it's uh, not, a, not a competition in any right. way. You know, we, uh, you know, as you and I know, just speaking as us, you know, as a mom and dad, as a married couple, we, uh, you know, we both work to, and we share in the raising and the forming of our son. So, uh, but, you know, I think that uh, a dad has a major impact on the life of his child for good or unfortunately, many times it can be for bad. And I think it's important to first recognize the impact that you have, uh, the significance and the consequence of of being a dad. Um, I don't want to focus too much on the negative uh, for our podcast today, but there is a significant a body of like scientific literature research on the negative outcomes when a when a dad is absent, or and I, not even uh, to to be certain physically absent from the home. Yeah. And I know that uh, many of our listeners uh, have have had that experience, and I want to recognize that and validate that today while we're talking. But also, 
uh, the presence of a dad that's maybe not a great dad uh, for whatever those issues may be. Uh, there's a pretty clear body of evidence and research on the negative outcomes of that, whether it's in the you know the emotional uh, de- development uh, of your children, uh, socioeconomic outcomes, educational outcomes. Uh, so that that body of research is pretty clear. It's just probably not going to be the focus of uh, what we're talking about. The, you know where I'm going to go with the conversation today. I think that the uh, I really want to focus on the positive impacts that you can have in your in your child's life. Um, whether it's uh, self-confidence or, uh, you know, especially maybe discipline and structure. And, um, you know, I think uh, there's this is a little quote, and it, it may not be a totally original to me. I don't know. I, I, I may have been inspired a little bit in thinking it, but I, I've always said and thought that you can do almost anything in life if you know your dad is proud of you. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a, that was a little play off of uh, something I heard Ray Romano say. We've, uh, <laughs> me and you have spent quite a bit of time in the evening uh, watching Everybody Loves Raymond, the uh, old yeah. sitcom. But he was, uh, I read an interesting quote one time. He was talking about, uh, you know, some of his uh, workaholic tendencies and uh, some of his, uh, uh, just some of his quirks as a comedian. Uh, you know, because great comedians have a little something going on. Oh, yeah. And, um and, you know, that's part of the gift and what they bring to the table. But he uh, mentioned the idea that he, uh, you know, one of the reasons why he felt like he worked so hard is because his, just because he's trying to prove himself to his dad. And uh, that I think that may have been the inspiration for that. But the uh, positive benefits that a dad can bring are, are numerous, whether that just uh, by showing unconditional love, by a positive male presence, and, and all the things uh, many things that you could say are true of both moms and dads, but some of the things that are more true of just the masculine presence or having having you know uh, that that in the home, I, I think it's, it's significant. That's good. Um, so, what are some things that um, what are some joys for you of being a dad? Absolutely, um, it's really so. It's hard to really capture in words which is why I wrote a book of poetry. <laughs> so you brought me on today to read poems, right? Because I, oh, yeah. I, I thought I would be reading more poems on yeah. the Creativity Podcast, but that kind of either got shut down or edited out at the end. Uh, but anyways, uh, no, I think one of the greatest... I'll just list a, t- a couple off the top of my head, and uh, this is one of those things where I, I, I love to just hear from different dads about the joy. Unconditional love both in the giving and receiving of that unconditional love. I think it's profoundly transforming as a person. Um, It's one of the greatest joys of fatherhood, just that unconditional love. That's a kind of a big concept, but that plays out in so many different ways. If I can give one example, I don't remember the exact age that I realized that with Benjamin, but uh, in my past, I had some very workaholic tendencies, really was working. In a lot of ways, I was trying to prove myself through accomplishment, through earning money, just trying to impress people, you know, to feel worth, you know, all those things you chase when you've never heard your dad say, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I was chasing after that. Yeah. 
and uh, you know wanting prestige and position to get the get the raise, get the promotion, get on the stage, the recognition, the award, whatever, all the things that we love to chase after. And I came home, and uh, Benjamin was just singing my praises. He must have been on one of those uh, kicks where I'd made him happy or done something happy. And I realized that he was just so happy to see me and to enjoy my company. And he, at that time, and still mostly even to this day, has no clue what I do for a living doesn't have a clue about my accomplishments or career, vocation, any of it, inside of church, outside of church. And he just loves me. And he thinks that I'm great. He does. And it's almost disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, man, that, re- that realization that his, uh, that's probably him. The now. realization <laughs> that he thought that of me. Not because of achievement or resume was just profoundly transforming. It's like, oh, I don't have to perform to be loved. And that's a pretty eye-opening experience. So that's one example of unconditional love. You can't beat hearing the footsteps run to the door when you come home. Yeah. There's nothing like it. And, uh, you know, so I I would say that uh, the unconditional love, it's not like from a personal perspective. And then building the relationship, the bonding and uh you know having that you know that person in your life uh you know the love that you experience but also the responsibility that comes with it i'm a better man because of the responsibility that i've taken into my life of being a dad uh you know i'm responsible in him for so many ways and part of that is you know providing and i'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit when you talk about the challenges of balancing that with being a dad um, but yeah, that's just, uh, that's, that's a couple of the things. And then, uh, the last thing I'll say, and I know you probably want to follow up on something or ask another question is just, uh, watching him grow and, and be his own person is incredible just to, to see him as he's changed over the years. Um, it's almost like each Every so, every few years, and I actually got and tried to get into this concept a little bit in one of my poems. Every few years, you get a new version of your child, same child, but almost like a new version, and you have to say goodbye to that ver- that previous version of your child, and that was hard for me. That was a very bittersweet thing, and and I, I, I I'm not I don't I, you know we're time limited today, so I don't want to gloss over how difficult that was. But I also come to realize, and this was, this was a grace to me, a grace of God to me, I really believe. I come to realize that it's a joy and a privilege to watch him grow and become his own person. And, you know, connected to that has always been a commitment that I've had to, I, I decided when he's very little, and you've watched me do this, I decided that I didn't want him, I didn't want to force him to be me. Yeah. So I wanted to... And this was a joy, and, I, and I'll get to how it was good for me, like a joy for me in a second. I decided very early on that I wanted to be into whatever he was into and not force him to like the things that, that I like. like yeah. Now, some of the things that I like, he's taken up. Yeah. Other things he has, I thought would be this really awesome thing we would share together, he has zero interest in. 
instead of be bitter about that or try to force that, because I see that so much, and it's the saddest thing in the world when a, a dad can't accept their child for who they are. Yeah. And they try to force something on them that's not that's not them. And uh, so that's just kind of letting him be his own person, grow and mature. And as he becomes, you know, he's kind of in that middling age right now where he's still a kid, but he's growing to be more, uh, be more independent. And I'm here for it. I'm excited about it now. It wasn't without a period of, of bittersweetness, though, like I've talked about before, but... I mean, I could I could go an hour on the joys of, of being a dad because because there are many and um, yeah I I kind of hope I would love it if uh, you know you got some comments on this podcast whenever it does post uh, I'd love to hear from other dads about what their joys are because yeah. there's the big picture things then there's the, there are those little special moments yeah. that um, that make all the difference. In the world, I've got a couple that come to mind, and I'll share them if I have time at the end. Okay, so what is one of the um, what do you think one of the struggle one of the biggest struggles or challenges have been for you as a dad? Yeah, so I mean, it's um, this is pretty vulnerable for me because you've seen my struggles. So I, I want to say like one big struggle I think that a lot of a lot of dads probably do struggle with. And uh, then I'll kind of get personal about, you know, just a recent failure of mine. So um, I think a big struggle is trying to balance that God-given role and vocation as a provider to your family and also being a good dad. Um, You know, you mentioned earlier that it is a different day and time where dads are more maybe involved with the day-to-day activities of their kids. probably anecdotally people feel that and you see that and I definitely see that among the dads of my generation but there's also I've also seen some research on this as well like uh the and and I won't quote it because you know what Mark Twain said about statistics I won't quote it on the podcast but some of y'all listening will will chuckle at the quote um but the percentage of dads now versus 40 years ago that have ever that changed the diaper is like astronomically different. Oh yeah. You know, um, but I also want to say this, uh, there are many dads because they're providing for their family, a good God honoring vocation. They may not be able to be around all the time. And I would never want to invalidate that or, you know, heap any guilt upon those dads that are doing that. They're providing for their family. And a lot of times it's not out of necessity. Like, so one of the poems, and uh, I wish I do wish Jeremy was here to talk about this with me. One of the poems uh, that I wrote and Jeremy really resonated with, and we've talked about it, was Damnable Ambition. And talking about how your ambition can take away from your ability to be a good father. But there's a difference between the ambition that says I want to prove myself and I want to go after worldly gain versus the, the ambition of I want to provide a good life for my family and be a good provider. I want to very much make that distinction. There's more to be said, but again, briefly just want to state that it's very hard to find that balance um, between the responsibilities of being a, a provider of being a, I have other responsibilities. Uh, you know, you uh, there are some uh, there are some times that uh, you know Benjamin would play with me every second of the day if he could. But I have every other yeah. responsibilities. I have things I need to do. I have a uh, duty. 
you know, I've, I've talked about before one of the tensions and themes of my writing and the things I think about is this tension between duty and desire. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go too far down the uh, rabbit hole here, but, uh, you know, one of my favorite quotes actually comes from the uh, song of Fire and Ice universe, Game of Thrones universe, uh, from the books, talking about how uh, the quote is that, you know, love is, is the death of duty. And there's a real tension there, you know. Yeah. And so... I think trying to balance that can be challenging to make sure that you're not, because you can go too far the other way too. You can be, yeah, you can be not providing for your family in the way that you need to be. And here's the thing. Um, I'm trying to, I'm leaving it at generalities because I realized something about giving advice can be a very perilous endeavor (laughs) with, the full disclosure that I love to give advice. I'm not going to lie. I love to give advice, love to give wisdom, sit down. Like some people are very hesitant to give advice. I'm not, I'll dole out advice all day long. It's, it's a gifting. Maybe it's my creative gifting is giving advice, but it, it can be perilous because we all have such different experiences and talking about the day to days of fatherhood. We have different temperaments, backgrounds, uh, circumstances. So I have to be careful about giving advice, but I would say almost every dad listening to this, um, would say trying to balance that is, is, is a real challenge. And then, you know, just dealing. And the other thing I wanted to say, and this is where I wanted to share kind of maybe a more vulnerable example is, you know, you have to, you have to learn to deal with your own stuff. And I'll just say stuff Yeah. at the same time while being a good dad. So the other day, uh, Benjamin had really just been wearing me down for a long time. And if you know him, his personality is persistence and just, you know, he can wear you down sometimes. And I got frustrated and raised my voice to a volume that I am not okay with. We don't yell in our house. And that's yeah. a, it's a rule of our house. And, you know, we... It, you know, it's probably not something to talk fully about in the podcast, but our backgrounds inform yeah. why we have a rule that we don't yell in our house. We, we, we yell, find, it's only in battle. Right. We do yell in battle and, and lightsaber battles right. and charges, uh, things of that nature. But we don't, you know, uh, there are better ways to communicate Absolutely. and express your feelings than yelling. Um, and that's something I'm very adamant about. But it doesn't mean that I don't raise my voice from time to time because I get angry. And I did that. And it hurt his feelings. Mm. And that's real life. And that's a challenge. And here's the thing. Did he do something wrong? Perhaps in the way that a child does. But if I'm being honest, the reason that I probably lost my temper was probably stuff going on in my life. Uh, overstimulated. Yeah. Stress from work. Yeah. Uh, you know, probably somebody said something uninformed on social media and it made me angry and you know that kind of thing i was hungry i was probably hungry (laughs) um you know so like you combine all those things together and it's more about what's going on internally inside of you so you know i had to uh i had to reckon with that but all you can do is uh is get down on one knee and do it listen I, i will give some advice (laughs) <laughs> don't be too proud to apologize to your children yeah there are we're talking about dads today but this is one of those universal advice pieces there are a lot of people there uh, i've known and i think this spans generations 
they're too proud to apologize to their children when they've done the wrong thing. Yeah. You would be amazed at how far a genuine apology goes. And here's the thing. Do you know what kids do? They forgive you like little kids do. Yeah. So when I mess up and hurt his feelings, I got to get down on one knee where I'm not towering over him and sit and apologize and say, I'm sorry. And uh, I would say never let your pride come between you and your child. That's good. So we're going to switch it up with, an, with uh, one of the last questions that I have for you. All right, switch it up. Switch it up. Um, so how has becoming a dad affected your faith and your relationship with God? Yeah, it's uh, made me understand so much more. So you're, uh, and this is not a novel concept. I'm sure Will and Jeremy have probably explored this territory before. When you hear God is your heavenly father, and when you pray to the Father, you're probably projecting some of your relationship with your earthly father onto your heavenly father. And most, for most of us, your understanding of what a father is is probably going to come from, how, from your earthly father, right? Your first example of dad. Yeah. And your example of dad and your experience of dad uh, have, you know, this, pro- this podcast, I'm sure, has such a broad, vast listenership, right? It's uh, It could either be really good, and when you hear, God is my father, you think, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's, that's great, because I love my dad. And for a lot of people listening, it's something else. Yeah. And I think that being a dad has opened my eyes up to the way that God loves us unconditionally in Christ in a way that I couldn't fully understand before. Men, and I can talk about dads, I think men sometimes have have difficulty feeling unconditionally loved because I think often as a man, a lot of the times it feels like you're loved with conditions based on what you do. If you come through, if you provide, if you do the right thing, like if you do what needs to be done, then yeah, you, but if you struggle or you drop the ball, the love can feel, can feel very conditional. And I got started the podcast off with giving and receiving of unconditional love is, is profound. It changes you. So now I understand what it is to be a father. And, Maybe somebody's listening that maybe they've had that experience, but it goes one way. They don't know what it's like to be loved by a good father, but now they're a good father loving their child. I can see that, and now you kind of know half the picture. And I think it makes us makes me look forward to a day of like new heavens, new earth, new creation, yeah. resurrection when we're. Uh, I think all things are going to be made new and, you know, in the moment and twinkling an eye. And I think there are a lot of us that are carrying father wounds that just to be honest, we may, you know, that wound may not go away in in this life, in this flesh. But I think uh, in, in the presence of God one day, when all things are made new, those father wounds will be healed. And then we'll fully understand what it means to receive the unconditional love of a father. But so, I mean, that's profoundly impacted my faith when 
now that I understand, you know, before when I would say that people would say, well, you know, God's love is, is relentless, is unconditional, I would think, well, I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, that's not really the case in my experience. But now, you know, I know that there's nothing that Benjamin could do to stop being my son. And I, I learned something about God in that there's so there there's there's more there's much more but that's the thing that came to the top of mind okay i'm gonna um just make a comment and then i'm gonna let you talk about your poetry book and um if you have a favorite that you would like to read for us um i'll let you close out our podcast with it if that would be okay with you I may not indulge in that. That's a little okay. self-indulgent, but perhaps okay. I will. We'll see. Well, <laughs> let you have your opportunity here. Um, I will say um, how you answered that last question and talking about the unconditional love. Um, you know, you you hit it spot on. Um, that I, you know this as my husband. Um, I have struggled with issues with my earthly father, and uh, Jeremy preached of. I couldn't tell you what sermon or what even the topic was, but he preached a phenomenal sermon. And and one thing that he said was, um, don't project um, the sins of your earthly father onto your heavenly father. And it's like I was on 64 and I was like, man, like it it hit me. It hurt me Um, because that was a time when I was really working through some stuff in counseling. But I will say I'm um, just as a compliment to you. And I I know – I've told you this before uh, privately, but I am so appreciative of the kind of dad that you are um, because it truly has been able to show me in real time what unconditional love looks like, the relationship that you and Benjamin have. And it's been a beautiful, beautiful thing for me to see. Um, and it's definitely helped me to to realize the love that my Heavenly Father has for me where I don't see that with my own earthly father and um, sometimes didn't see that with my Heavenly Father either. So um, I appreciate all the work that you do as a dad and as a husband um, to continually do better at that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, before, and I'll talk a little bit about the book to close and, and perhaps read a poem. So... <laughs> um, Maybe a final message to any dads that are listening to this. Uh, I'm not the first person to make this observation. But it has been observed that Mother's Day celebrations at churches are, Moms, we love you. You, 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 you matter. You're valuable. We see your work, your toil. Uh, ma, and then a lot of recognition of the different seasons and stages of life. When we honor women at our church on Mother's Day, and that's good, and that's beautiful, and that's how it should be. And many churches do that. Um, you know, you could say, well, they should do this, shouldn't do this, but the intent is there. A lot of times, church on Father's Day is, dads, you need to do better. Dads are absent. Dads are not living up to the standard. You need to do better. Do more. You're not... That's the messaging. I, I, I'm. This is not an original observation. So I guess I would just say, uh, you know, uh, you know, if that's what the message that you're getting, um, I get it. And maybe just say to all the dads out there, they're 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 doing the work, they're trying hard, they're being a great dad. I just want to say, I celebrate you. I encourage you. Keep doing the work. You're doing a great job. Just like a basic word of encouragement. 
And if you're not doing what you do need to be doing, you can do the work. God's grace is sufficient. You can change. You can be the dad that your kids need to be. And so that's just an encouragement. So I got to spend today in the studio with uh, the New Heights studio with Baker uh, recording. He is uh, recording and uh, producing an audiobook. Uh, my next writing project uh, is going to be a short collection of poems entitled Look at Me, Dad. Uh, at some point to be announced in the future, it'll be available on Amazon through an ebook. But this one's a little more of a personal project, um, a, a, a little more of a personal project compared to previous uh, projects. And I think that uh, it, it, it is going to be more personal in nature. So it's going to be a, it's going to be an ebook because it's a shorter book. It's a collection of poems, and uh, I wanted to do an audio recording for this of me reading the poems because that was very important to me. So at some point it'll be available ebook on Amazon and on Audible. I'm not going to be doing a lot of marketing of it. It's just a very personal project uh, with some poems just about uh, uh, fatherhood. So um, with that being said, I think I'll. I'll, uh, and I'll do this, uh, kind of, but we've been having a little bit of fun at Jeremy's expense. Uh, Jeremy is a good friend, um, and uh, he has told me before that he enjoys this poem, so I'm going to read this one in his honor. This uh, covers one of the subjects that came up today, this idea uh, of ambition and how you have to balance that uh, to be a good dad. And uh, so I, I may read this. It's Damnable Ambition. And it goes like this. Let ambition die to be a good father. Oh, but there is so much to achieve. I'm staring at a screen as my world crawls in front of me. Present, but not there. Too tired to play. Virtuous reasons found wanting when they are weighed. Fame, wealth, and power, all to win a stranger's love. While neglecting love's greatest gift, what is wrong with us? All of a sudden... After all of the years, the bill comes due in the end. Seductive idols, the pride of life, damnable ambition. And then, could I be indulged one more to kind of follow up with yeah, that? I want to end on a positive one, just from the good, like the lessons, the lessons of faith that fatherhood has taught me. You're going to have to wrap it up. I am going to have to wrap yeah. it up. And you can cut the other one out if you need to. <laughs> but relentless, what would it take? For God to lose hold, for him to relinquish his grip upon my soul. Sadness and confusion, this world collects its toll. The long stretch of silence, the dark night of the soul. Still, I walk with God. There is no retreat. Though I do not understand, he does not abandon me. So for what would it take for God to be done? I am not afraid. Could you stop being my son? That's a poem that I wrote to Benjamin, just talking about the the persistent, saving love of God and how we experience that. And he, he is relentless, and, and I'm thankful for that. All right. Jason, thank you for sharing your uh, next writing project with us and talking about fatherhood. Um, to our listeners, we'll say this is going to be released the Friday before Father's Day. So we'll say Happy Father's Day to all the biological dads, all the spiritual dads, all the stepdads, all the foster dads, all Absolutely. the adoptive dads. Um, thank you for all you do in our lives. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, submit them on the New Heights Church app, and we'll catch you next time. Watch for deer. <laughs>